And we are back with another one. Another, another one. one. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. Um, hopefully, you guys have been catching up with our podcast. We've had a lot of stuff coming your way. Um, so far, we've been covering some iPhone 14 rumors for you iPhone lovers. If you guys missed it, if you're like, what? Make sure you guys check our previous videos, our library. Uh, you can find us anywhere. Uh, check the description below because you will see all of our audio platforms that we're in. If you're watching us on YouTube, then you obviously found us. Just click on the homepage. On Actually, go to the Beyond the Streams homepage. Click on videos. You'll see everything. And uh, we also have a channel called BS Clips. Make sure you guys are subscribed to that too. Uh, yeah, make sure you check the description below. We got a killer VPN to protect yourself before you wreck yourself and keep your privacy safe. And we also got Buzz TV. Buzz TV. BuzzTVglobal.com. Make sure you check them out. They have a lot of different uh, uh, products for all different <laughs> price points. Uh, software is getting a good update to Buzz TV 5. So if you are a current customer of Buzz TV, uh, look out for that update coming to a device near you. That was some explosions. <laughs> Man, so as you know, um, we love to game. Sometimes we don't have time to game, but we like it. There's a lot of a lot of good, a lot of good friendly conversations out there that we have. Sony ponies versus your Xboxes. I don't know what to call Xbox people. Well, I guess right now it's it's versus everything else. Sony versus or versus the world because Sony is ranked as the number one company in the world, is it not? gaming mm-hmm. yeah so actually <laughs> funny you say this funny that you mentioned this you you, you go watch this soldier boy <laughs> and i know there's gonna be like i could already hear digital slang just talking smack and i could hear certain people already talking smack about but 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 nothing <laughs> you don't have to take our word for it you could do a simple google search PlayStation has been winning for quite some time now. The only time Xbox overtook them, and this is just straight raw numbers, the 360 beat out the PS3, and basically the reason for that is because the PS3, they were still pushing out PS2 games. PS2 is also arguably the most popular and bought gaming console also the most and the most games and most popular games and the most fan favorite games of all time of any console the ps2 pretty much blew the lid off of everybody nintendo xbox even themselves, PlayStation, PS2 was just on a whole freaking other level. Um, And PS3, they kind of just shot themselves in the foot when they kept putting games on the PS2. (laughs) So it's like, why upgrade? Mm -hmm. Um, And the 360 just said, peace, until the PS4 happened. And then back to Sony. (laughs) Everyone back to Sony. So I wanted to share this because I thought this was very, very cool. Um, These guys put the PS5 and the Xbox Series X head-to-head after a year of using both. They're not saying like, oh yeah, you know, PlayStation 1. They're just like, nope, it's 
clear that the PS5 is a better buy for most gamers. And I'm putting emphasis on some of these words because it's because these are keywords that that these guys are using. Keywords. So when it comes to this, of course, the Xbox, you could go in GameStop and you could pick up an Xbox right now. And oh, I got a conversation about GameStop too in a second. Game stonk. Um, the PS5 is a better fit for most gamers thanks to its exclusive titles and unique features. It's been more than a year since the Sony and and, and Microsoft released their latest flagships. Um, both systems have set company sales records and they remain hard to find in stores. PlayStation's a little bit more like finding a unicorn where Xbox is like trying to catch a chicken where it's possible and it's a lot easier to catch a chicken than trying to find a unicorn. <laughs> so, okay. You like that analogy? <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> sure. So, um, if you guys want to look at this stuff, you guys could see it. I'm going to talk about firsthand experience. I got a neighbor that, that has a Xbox and I played it. Um, it's cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with the Xbox. I, I'm not a fan of the, the controller. I, I know people, some some people do like the controller. I'll say this. And this is firsthand experience on some of the games that I've played. I know you've said you've tried Call of Duty Vanguard on the Xbox and it was just glitch galore. Mm -hmm. um, and of course there's been some glitches on the playstation also so it's not like playstation doesn't have any issues some people have said they've had overheating issues i haven't had any issues whatsoever with it but put your shit down <laughs> there you go check this out man you've heard of ratchet and clank mm -hmm. there's a new game called ratchet and clank rift apart and I've been raving on this new PS5 remote that is a it is a premium pro remote that's included in the PlayStation. I know they do sell my like Xbox has like I think uh, in Xbox one they had like a pro remote that you could buy that was much more expensive closer to like 100 bucks or something. And There's the an elite controller that is way more than $100. There you go. Like Your elite controller, whatever it is. Yeah, something ridiculous. So PlayStation has that included. I don't know if they're going to come up with another one that's going to be well over 100 bucks. I don't know. But their remote that you get. So they, 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 they still have here. I'm going to show you guys the PS4's uh, remote. They still have this touchpad. They still have this little speaker. The only difference with the new one is this little where the little speaker is at, you actually could, could blow in it and it picks it up. There's games um, like the very first game that you get for free on the PlayStation um, Astrobot. There's one thing that you have to blow a little windmill. And you gotta you gotta you gotta do it on the on the controller. And as you're doing it, the windmill is going with what you're doing, you know, which is insane. Um, obviously, it's not like I feel like the PS4's 
was more ergonomic, ergonomic, you know, it felt feels more comfortable within the hands. But the thing that I noticed is what they did was they made it slightly bigger. I thought the PS5 went away from the ergonomics. But what they did was, and I didn't notice this until later, is while I'm playing and I'm resting my fingers and I'm wrapping around, I'm actually wrapping my hand in a very unnatural state. Even though this was a very ergonomic controller, mm -hmm. the new one makes you relax your fingers a little bit more like this. Notice that free space that I have right there now? Mm-hmm. So they made it even more ergonomically, even though I thought it wasn't. And after I was doing some reviews on it, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, this actually feels not too bad after a while. Now, this is why I'm raving about this remote, the PS5. On this Ratchet and Clank game. Um my, my my camera was out of focus for a second. My Ratchet and Clank game. Um, I have my little hammer, and I'm hitting something, and I could hear the ping ping, you know, on the TV. On the remote, when I hit on a piece of metal, it feels it feels weird. It feels not like I'm hitting metal, but the way the vibration is, it's different than when I'm hitting wood. So okay. when I hit a when I hit a crate, the vibration is like, like I can tell the difference. I can tell like, okay, I'm hitting wood, and when I'm hitting metal, I could feel like it's like the vibration's a little bit harder or something. But I feel it like it's harder. You know what I mean? Mm. The little sound effects when I'm doing it that little speaker on the remote gives it this weird 3d sound. So when I'm, when I'm, if I'm, if I'm, let's just say I'm clapping and there is like a slight um, echo when I'm clapping, you know, uh, the remote gives you this sound and with the sound and with the vibration, it makes it, as realistic as possible. Here, here's another example. Um, for you guys who've played Ratchet and Clank, wait till you guys play the new one on the PS5. If I throw a bomb, a grenade, you know, most of the time when you throw a grenade, you hear, right? Yeah. Bro, why do you look so dark? <laughs> <laughs> like next level in the dark. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking. I was looking at something. And it was a dark screen. Uh, I'm like, he got something. He got dark. Um, dude, when when they throw the grenade, the the remote does this weird sound, like like depending on what type of grenade it is or bomb it is or whatever. It's very yeah. unique, and you actually feel it like like the tension on your hand, like, like, like it was heavy and, and you just released something. The remote speaker makes the sound go like where it was right in front of you. And then it's going further away mm -hmm. as it's going further away. My speakers in the front picks it up. And then it takes the sound further away from me with the TV and then it explodes over there. And then on my remote, you hear like a slight 
explosion. It 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 immerses me in this 4D di- dimension. Is this 4D or 5D? I don't know what kind of D it is. But dude, it the the way the remote works at not no, too many too many Ds. <laughs> too easy, sorry, too easy. <laughs> the way they did it though with the remote and the TV speakers it makes it communicate with that audio and it gives you a whole level of depth, which it's so hard to explain. Like if you have a friend that has the PlayStation, just get the PS five, play it, play that ratchet and clank game. And it is, it is insane. I already beat that game hundred percent. I got all the, the everything I unlocked everything on that thing. Cause that game was so much fun, but dude, my hair again i don't know man like when i had the ps4 i had a lot of fun the way they're immersing me into this game into this new console i should say with some of these newer games is just insane i i just i i every time i play it like it's funny like you know when you like some of the, the technology that's been around, you could stand in front in, in the middle of a of a, a room, and if you turn yourself in a circle, it sounds like um, you know, like 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 the 3D sound. Like it, you go in a complete circle, and and it go and it goes around the room, right? Now they're adding it where it's on the remote, and you could also move it in different dimensions. What have you experienced? I guess. You've you've played on the Xbox One, only a little bit. Like I just play Warzone on Call of Duty when I have time. That's all I do. I don't really it play anything it, else. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It really doesn't oh, matter. But when you pick up a game for the first time, and if you play it on any console, it doesn't matter if it's the freaking NES, Nintendo back from '89. When you pick up the first game, or when you pick up a game and you when you're just playing on it, you instantly are like, "Holy crap, this is cool." If it's going to capture you, if it's going to capture you. When I played on the PS4 and they had that little swipe pad, I was like, oh, this is cool. Whatever. So when you played on the Xbox One and you play the new Xbox, right? The uh, Series X or S or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Have you noticed any upgrades, features within the remotes? within the game with how it immerses you in like have like I, I don't know how to ask the question but have you noticed the difference where you're just like i see i feel i hear like i'm trying to use all my senses whatever sense it is have you been like wow with whatever sense you have between the xbox one into to do today's newest edition console no, but to be fair, I don't really look for a difference and I play with the sound off. So <laughs> <laughs> what about vibrations on your on the new Xbox one or Xbox X S <laughs> one of them? I don't really pay attention like it vibrates, but I don't really pay attention to it. Like I'm not I'm not really. It's not really that deep for me. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I was actually looking at my gaming compared to other people, and I'm not a gamer. 
Like I'm I'm compared to what some other people do, I am definitely not a gamer. I was watching um uh uh shoot, oh, I don't want to use his name, but um there's this guy back in the day that used to do an add-on for the K app called Project D. Uh, and it was a sports one, sports replays and stuff, which was great. Anytime you miss the game, dude, that's where you go. Um, big shout out to him and him and me talk a lot and stuff. And well, not, not as much as we used to, but we still talk every now and then. And he's huge on PlayStation. I see the amount of hours that he's on. And I'm just like, dude, I'm not even a freaking 16th of that. Like I thought I gained and apparently I don't, <laughs> you know, like, dude, but I don't know, like, okay, you know, okay, I'll use this as an example. When you pulled out your brand new screen that you're using right now, what was your first reaction when you had it all set up? This screen? Yeah, compared to your old screen. Oh, this was, it was overwhelming. Like, just there's a lot going on. So the monitor, there's just a lot, right? And you, you immediately start to, like, I, got, I don't know if it's first world problems, but you start to understand, like, this isn't just a monitor upgrade. This is a lifestyle upgrade because how you were used to using a computer will change when you go from whatever size monitor you're using before to something that's 49 inches. Like, like something as small as where do you put your desktop top icons? Where do you save things on the desktop? Because if I save it where I used to save it, I'm saving it all the way down there. <laughs> like I'm not even being real, like I'm not I'm not joking. It's you're like hold on, I gotta save something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like run to the other side of the roof. I know that sounds dramatic, but like I have to go like this to hug my monitor now. So you have to understand where your peripheral vision is. So instead of saving my icons and my stuff to the desktop all the way to the left, like I used to, I'm starting to actually save things and pin them to the row on the bottom of the screen so that it, they're all right there or put my icons and stuff right in the middle of the screen. Right. And there's actually, oh man, there was another thing that I downloaded from, from, from Microsoft. But anyways, I'm, I'm going on a rant. Anyways, so it's it's changing. It's changes how you use something that you use on a daily basis. And see, the thing is, the reason why I ask it like that is because the second that you put it up, you're just like, oh, my gosh. It's not like you were looking for something. But it was just a very natural thing that happened. So with me, when I played Astro Boy in the PS5, I'm just like, you know, I, I played it on the PS4 too. And, and I'm just like, damn, this game is fun. Like I, I five first, you know what? The first two minutes on that game, it, it, it teaches you some of the new features on the remote. So, you know, when you, when you, when you plug in your roadcaster and you're just like, okay, cool. I could add sounds. I could do certain sounds now. Cool. And now you're just like, Ooh, you know, what else can I get? Like, Here we go. like you start like playing with it already. You're just like, dude, this is awesome. This is exciting. Um, and when I was introduced to the remote via playing the game, 
I wasn't expecting much. I was just like, cool, it's another remote. It's like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really looking for anything. I, I just, like your screen, you plug it in and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. The second I picked up the PS5, the last time I felt like that, where I'm like, this is amazing, was the PS, I know, not the PS2, it was the Wii, the Nintendo Wii. When you got the things and you're just like the nunchucks and you're just like, this is awesome. The Nintendo Wii made me feel like this is fun. Before that was the PlayStation 2 with some of the games. It wasn't so much the remote, just the gaming. Um, before that was freaking Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube. It's funny, I could, I, could, I could still recite which game it was specifically. And then before that was Nintendo. This thing, this PS5 console has brought me back to saying, wow. And the funny thing about it is, every time I put a new, remember Astro Boy is the very first game that you get on the PS5 for free, by the way. You put it in, I'm just like, dude, this is cool. I threw in another game. Uh, I played uh, uh, Infamous. And I'm just like, dude, this is cool. The newest game, oh, uh, Spider-Man, this is cool. And the newest game right now, the Ratchet and Clank that just came out recently. I'm like, I'm over here. Like, like I have to stop and, and say like, Hey, come check this out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how it's been so far with the PS five. So end of my rant. I know there's a lot of things that people are saying about PS5, a lot of updates. I'm just telling you my personal experience without looking deep into it. But after I have it, I just appreciate everything. Like my speakers, my setup, like all of it, like the screen, the gameplay, what these guys are doing, these 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 gaming companies. They there's been a lot of cool stuff. So what do you have in the news today? So it says, for a short while, Sony has made it easier to get PS5 screenshots on your phone. What does that even mean, for a short time? Perhaps ahead of letting you save the Epic Horizon Forbidden West screenshots. What does this mean? Sony seems to be close to making it a lot easier to share PS5 screenshots outside of your console. The company had appeared to be rolling out a way to have screenshots and video capture on your PS5 auto-upload to the PlayStation app, but now it's gone. Sony began testing the feature in Canada and Japan. Ha ha. Hey, oh, it's me. Canada. <laughs> it's become available for me in the US on Tuesday. Not for me, but for the person who's writing the article. Uh, but in less than 24 hours later, I'm not able to use it. Uh, when the feature was first available uh, to get it to work, I had to do a couple things first. I had to open up the media gallery on my PS5, which you could find by going to games menu, scrolling all the way to games library icon, clicking on that, navigating to the media gallery. If you have access to media gallery more recently, you might see it along your recently played games. When I opened the app, it's prompted me, it prompted appeared that gave me the option to enable auto upload, which I selected. So it looks like it's a feature that's coming soon that you can auto upload your gameplay and your screenshots 
directly to the PlayStation Cloud, which is accessible from the PlayStation app, which you can have on your phone, which should be good for easily sharing on social media and stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's the first thing that I thought about was social media. I'm pretty sure that Xbox has this already too, because I see my son uploading and editing stuff all the time from his computer. So I'm not, I'm not sure how he's getting it, but I see it all the time. Anybody out there with an Xbox, do you have the ability to download a screen share capture image from your console to your phone automatically? I know with the PS app, it's pretty nice. I can just get there, download something, purchase something, and then it's already on my console. It's great how it all connects. Um, I did see something with the screen capturing thing, but kind of interested where they're going to go from here. I think it's cool because like you said, social media is big. Like you could take a picture, share it to the world, put your own little words into it and say, Hey, check this out guys. I, I, I like it. I, I, I haven't, if it, if it was there, I'd never used it. I never paid attention to it, but I think that's so, a cool feature. Quick Google search says, uh, if you launch the Xbox mobile app on your phone, uh, then at the bottom of the screen, select my library and then go to captures and then you can find uh, clips or screenshots right there. So nice. Yeah, it's a cool feature. Yeah. Cool feature. Okay. I got to bring this up because I have to bring this up. And I know people are going to be like, dude, I'm sick. Of, I'm sick and tired of hearing this Microsoft and, and freaking Activision. But I'm going to bring it up. Um, there's this article here from comicbook.com. Congressman responds to Xbox Activision, Blizzard's acquisition. This is the government now getting involved. You want to take a wild guess why? Monopoly? Oh, yeah. Now, Buying Activision is huge. Buying Activision is huge because it gets them very close. Very, very close to um, a monopoly. The only thing I'm kind of worried about with what's happening right now is, so I don't, I, well, I, you know, I Activision and Activision Blizzard has been on the news. Um, you know, the whole thing with like the sexual misconduct and all that stuff. Remember that we talked about a year ago? Yeah. That was these guys. Um, and what's interesting too is in the last several months, they've actually been terminating a good number of their own employees. And there's been a lot of updates happening over there in Activision Blizzard. And then all of a sudden, Microsoft purchases them. So it seems like this was happening under the table already for several months. This was happening for several months. And... There, you know, because because it could be very close. It's I don't think it will be a monopoly, but it, it gets very, very close. I know you were talking about um like how big is this? Like, you know, that now Xbox own it. 
um, I was reading articles like how much Sony is making based off of those games. And now how they're saying like, oh, Xbox can now pull everything and put it into their own platform to try to see if they could force Sony players over into Xbox. According to this, the risk of doing that could possibly bankrupt them. And shut down the whole Xbox division. If they were to attempt it. Now, if you guys remember, because this is this is some serious stuff. If you guys remember, something very similar like this happened. Sega Genesis. They came out, had their own console. Sonic the Hedgehog was there competing Mario to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And they started to buy a bunch of things and they were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. What happened? What happened to Sega Genesis? What happened to Sega Genesis is the question. Yeah. What happened to Sega Genesis? Nintendo pretty much took them over, (laughs) you know, Nintendo. I should say this absorb them. (laughs) They absorbed them because of everything that Sega Genesis was trying to do. And what this congressman was saying, just looking into this thing, they they're saying that Xbox is doing something very similar to what Sega is doing. And if, and if Microsoft does not watch themselves, Sony could possibly absorb them. There's a lot of weird things happening over there with Microsoft. And there's a lot of things that is very questionable on what they're doing. But the one thing I am actually really, really happy about, and this is really, really smart from Xbox is that they said that they are not looking at pulling anything away from Sony because Sony is Activision's freaking cash cow. Yeah. Why would they pull and do exclusives on Xbox when there's so many Sony players that are going to buy this stuff regardless of who is the owner? And they were kind of comparing, Xbox was kind of comparing to Sony owing Blu-ray, laser Blu-ray. They're just like, you know what? So we had to pay Sony to use this Blu-ray and get all these features within the laser discs. It is what it is. Now, Xbox is doing the same thing in return to Sony, where it's like, hey, we got some of your games, but we're not going to take it away from you guys. We're going to keep them there. And with that being said, I'm going to show you this title that you might get a little bit excited about. What does it say here? What? Xbox CEO Phil Spencer on reviving old Activision games as Microsoft positions itself as a tech gaming company. So Microsoft is positioning positioning itself as a tech gaming company. I don't think Microsoft can really, I don't think one division can classify all of Microsoft. Microsoft is much more than a, I guess they're saying we are tech and we are gaming. So tech is everything. And then there's gaming, but I don't know. They're trying, they're trying to position themselves to be more than just tech. They're trying to position themselves into 
a gaming company. Well, the Xbox division, but the first line, you totally went over the first line. First line? What first line? Read it again. The first line only. Xbox CEO, Phil Spencer, on reviving old Activision games. So he wants to bring it back. What hasn't been around for a while? Activision wise? Oh, Modern Warfare. The, the first thing, oh, Modern Warfare. That's that's out right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Your Call of Duty, <laughs> Asteroids. The biggest, the biggest thing that everybody was playing on that we haven't really seen in a while, Guitar Hero. Yeah, Guitar Hero. That's right. Yeah, that was huge. Did you ever? Did you ever own like everything? Like, remember Garage Band? Was it Garage Band? I had Guitar Hero. I had both because you had, you know, they had songs on both sides, but I think Guitar Hero only had the guitars. Garage Band was the one that had the vocals, the, you had a bass guitar, electric guitar, and a drum set. You remember that? Did you ever get yeah. to, did you ever play Garage Band? No. Dude. It was so much fun. For me, that's the first game I think about. Guitar Hero. And one of the things he says is he was looking at the IP list. And then he says, let's go! Exclamation point. <laughs> he starts naming a few. He says King Quest, Guitar Hero, and then he pauses. And he's just like, just wait. <laughs> I think he's going to be bringing back a lot of classics back then into today. And of course, they're talking about you know, some of the more popular games, Spyro Dragon, Tony Hawk, Crash Bandicoot. They're you know, he's talking about like all these games that have been coming in and out. Warcraft, Starcraft. You know, they're talking about the whole Blizzard division. Um, they're talking about some games back from everyone's childhood. Some of the games where they had like he's even he's even quoting that that Xbox is not in a console war, that the console wars was back when, and he says this when he's like console war was when we began PlayStation two versus Xbox, which we all know PlayStation dominated. And then it swayed a little bit when the PS three came out and he, and then he says, you know what? We're not even in a console war, war anymore. It's been, it's been over. It's been over since the last console. We're doing two different things and we're going into two different directions. So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of stoked on what they're doing. I'm kind of I'm kind of I want to see what they're gonna do. What do you think? How do you feel about this? They're two companies going at the same objective in two different ways, right? 
Um, you know, it's very interesting because Sony has more access to maybe cash within that industry. Microsoft has more access to cash outside of that industry. Microsoft also has more access to talent from different pools because they have 32 different studios that they're working with. Right. So um, it's going to be very interesting. Microsoft is also trying to position in a way where we are a better value because we offer you on more devices using things like, you know, Xbox game pass on game cloud or whatever you want to call it. And PC, right. There's a lot of people that have PCs that are into PC gaming. I know my son was a big Xbox fan until pandemic hit. And now he absolutely loves gaming on the computer and he prefers gaming on the computer versus uh, the Xbox. But um, that's a, that's a corner of the market that Microsoft has both. They're both in console and PC. So it's going to be interesting to see where things go. Um, especially this is, this is one key factor as things become more difficult to make and more difficult to get your hands on consoles. Well, Xbox's solution is you have a PC most likely if you don't have a console and you can still play the games that you enjoy. So, um, from a mass production perspective, Xbox does kind of have the upper hand. So, um, I don't know where this is going to go in the future and how we're going to see more of a division of, I guess, users. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll kind of answer that question right now with a tweet from Phil Spencer from Xbox. This is, and this is, this is the last article I got. I know you got a couple, um, but this is the last thing I'm going to say with this and then I'm done. And this is, a, I'm quoting this. Phil Spencer tweeted this January 20th. And said, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard. And our desire, Xbox, to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. And here is the most important line that I hope he sticks to this. Sony is an important part of our industry. Yes. And we value our relationship. Big right. things are coming. For sure, for sure. Big things are coming, man. So okay. there's a... Couple other inch, like we talked a lot about Sony for um, this episode, but there's also things outside of Sony and Microsoft that are going on, right? Like we also have um, this article that came out that says the man who oversaw YouTube's gaming's gaming's huge streamer deals is leaving for crypto, and it's more and more common. Crypto's in every, involved in everything, so if we're talking about gaming, crypto is going to be there. Talking about something else, crypto is going to be there. Uh, so this article goes on to say Ryan Watt, YouTube's head of gaming, who oversaw some of its big deals to bring Twitch streamers to YouTube, is leaving to join the crypto company Polygon Technologies. Polygon, uh, huh? Yeah. Uh, where he will be leading Polygon studio organizations. Polygon is a protocol and a framework for building and connecting Ethereum-capable blockchain networks. According to its website, said another way, 
It can help people build decentralized apps that aren't as tied to one blockchain's fees, hurdles, or performance. In one description, Polygon compares itself as the broadband to Ethereum's internet uh, with faster transaction speeds and fees that are 10,000 times cheaper. Is so, Polygon under that whole Nervos ecosystem? No, no, there's different blockchains, different blockchains, okay. different blockchains. But Polygon is one that I've been talking about for a while as well. And I think that, you know, Polygon, um, Dotmatic, uh, Cosmos, they're all going to do really, really good things this year. And we're seeing some big top executors that are moving over. Now, I think it would be really interesting to see you know, we don't just have experience of someone moving over from a company like YouTube going over to a big crypto company like Polygon. What we have is experience and a huge freaking network, right? If he's been dealing with a lot of people in the gaming industry, who knows what we can see when it comes to, you know, collaborations between maybe the Polygon blockchain and gaming when it comes to crypto in the future. Right. Obviously, he's had a pretty big interest in gaming in general in the past when dealing with YouTube um, as part of his career. So uh, I think that's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens in the future uh, with what they're able to accomplish over on the Polygon side. Yeah, that's exciting. It, what's uh, what's Polygon's infrastructure? Do we know? They're, Do they have a whole ecosystem on their on their own? Well, they kind of work off of Ethereum. They're kind of like a, a layer two on top of Ethereum. So they make Ethereum's transaction speeds faster and cheaper. Um, and you're also able to do like NFTs and stuff like that. Uh, from this article, it says that they also have a list of partners, including Atari. So uh, I'm not sure what Atari is possibly planning on doing with them in the future. I know Atari has made partnerships in the past with things like Plex. And they came out with that Atari pass for like two or three dollars a month where you could play retro games through Plex or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think that this is going to be really interesting where the crypto generation is going to go in the next year or two. Yeah, I like it. I think I think some of these things are going to be really, really good. Uh, yeah, I've heard you talk about Polygon, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where this is going. And, and from reading it, it says that he's going to be there to the end of the end of February of 2022. So it's a good time to start. You know, the yeah. markets should be having a different sentiment around that time. Even, you know, yeah, should be should be interesting. Should be interesting. Uh, so kind of just moving on there. So, yeah, he even made a tweet saying it's bittersweet news. That he's leaving YouTube. He loved every minute of his time there. Uh, elated to announce that he's joining Polygon or Matic their short ticker code as the CEO. He's joining as their CEO of the Polygon Studios, which is, I guess their studios would be their gaming side. That's yeah. pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, yeah, exciting stuff. Anyways, moving on. So we have Twitch. Twitch rolls out a new way for streamers to make money. That's what we all want to do this year. We want to make some money. Everybody wants... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop it. Stop it. Sorry about that. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't even know that there was a video there. <laughs> All right, so it says Twitch has announced that it will be launching a new program for streamers on its platform, offering them a way of earning a reliable source of income by streaming for a specific amount of hours. Interesting, interesting sentence right there. 
makes me super curious. Either this writer is really good or this feature is really good because first thing, reliable income just for streaming a certain amount of hours. How do you do reliable income off of anything that comes to content creating? Cause there's so much guesswork to it, right? Yeah. Like even with YouTube, yeah, you can make certain amount of money for a certain amount of views, but it's also dict dictated by how much the advertisers are willing to pay you. And then it also comes down to, are you going to get a strike or demonetize for nothing that's related to anything? So yeah. there's, there's nothing that's reliable when it comes to YouTube. So let's see if Twitch is any different. It says in a blog post, Twitch explained that the ads incentive program will present personalized offers to select streamers at launch uh, in exchange for a flat payout. Whoa. Uh, streamers will need to stream a certain amount of numbers while running ads. Twitch said, we know how important reliable monthly income is to creators. That's why today we're introducing predictability into revenue source, into a revenue source that is rarely provide that rarely provides it ads. The, the goal is simple, help you earn a more predictable amount of income through ads with no ceiling on an earning potential. So I guess the more you stream, the more you earn, and it's based off a flat rate. Um, according to Twitch, the ad incentive program was created for two reasons, reliable and predictive income for streamers and managing ads. No more guesswork when it comes to your monthly ad payouts. No more fiddling with ad timing. We want to free creators from additional management responsibilities so that you can focus on what you love with the community that you love. Really interesting stuff. I wonder I how that would work. Questions. Huh? Yeah, I wonder how that would work. Like how much, how much, what would the payout be, you know? Right. And, and you know, when it comes to being a content creator, when we look at videos that we upload, we have things like CPM. Um, there's different rates for different videos because different advertisers are choosing to advertise on different videos, you know, in different ways. Right. So would, are we getting like the short end of the stick and they're not telling us, they're just like, oh, you'll get this much for this amount of views and that's standard when advertisers could be paying Twitch more behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like, are we going to be losing some of that transparency? Because with YouTube, I don't know too much about Twitch, but with YouTube, we have that transparency. We see what our CPM is. We see what our RPM is. Um, we see, you know, how we know clearly how much YouTube's taking a cut from what we do, right? So the only thing I will say about YouTube is... <laughs> Yeah, there's transparency. There's yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. There, there, there is transparency within YouTube, and I, I get that. That, that yes, you can see the CPM, RPM, all that crap. But here's the thing: if I have three thousand more views, and I got three, I don't know. Let's just say I have three thousand more views, and. I don't know, 5,000 more watch time hours. Let's just say those two numbers are higher. Typically, that means you're going to, you have more eyeballs. You're going to have more, you should be making more revenue. And I actually, I've been testing this. This month, I'm, I've been getting more watch time hours and more viewers and more subscribers than last month. However, strange. However, I'm making less money this month than last month. Well, if we're comparing December to January, companies and advertisements generally pay more in December. My best month has always been January. Hmm, interesting. 
when it comes to like views and all that stuff. But but that's the thing. It's it's if I'm getting more views, if I'm getting more all of that stuff, and it's not and and the the dollar amount. It we're talking about. I think it's like a two hundred dollar difference from last month that I made two hundred dollars more last month than this month. And it's just like. If that's true, are we getting if we're if if we have less advertisers that are willing to pay more money because they don't want to advertise as much because holiday season's over? Okay, I get that, but I'm still getting more views. I'm still getting more watch time hours. There's there's more people sticking around to watch, and there's more subscribers, more eyeballs. That means they're paying me or whoever the advertiser is, is pay me a lot less. I wish they let us control that where they say, Hey, kind of like pot, like, like uh, podcasts, yeah. like we, we put our dollar amount. This is how much we want to make minimum. Anybody less than that? Like, like don't even bother me. Yeah. And yeah, maybe that could exclude having ads altogether. So. But then. But then that's the question now. How much transparency do we actually have? Trans conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much of it do we actually have? Like, because the thing is, we see that CPM, RPM, we see all that stuff, but we don't know who actually is making those bids. We don't mm -hmm. know who's actually putting that money in. So right. Right. if we could see that, if we could see like, hey, this one company was bidding from this time to this time. And now this one, and now this other company is paying higher. Okay. I wish they would have that listed. So that way we could see exactly who it is and what it is that we're coming from. So if we get some kind of like BS person that wants to pay us pennies, you know, or less than pennies, we could just say like, you know what? I don't want, I don't want that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it would be interesting if we could kind of tweak the advertisements that are on our YouTube channel, like, and be like, oh, this doesn't make sense to my channel, so I don't want to see it. Um, like, if there was, for instance, you know, several advertisers bidding for the same spot on our YouTube channel, do we have the option to pick the one that pays the most, that one that makes the most sense? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That would be kind of interesting if we could pick something like that. Because the thing is that with, with the whole, with the whole advertisement program, they're going to put an ad in the beginning of your video, no matter what, like no matter what, there's an advertisement every single time you open up a, a video. So every now and then, sometimes we get these, these stupid polls that you got like a poll advertisement that makes no sense. You're like, you're like, what the hell is this? And you know, that poll didn't pay nothing. It's just like, no, I don't want this crap. YouTube's not making money. I'm not making money off of that either. I don't know. What else you got? Uno Mosh. NVIDIA is making preparations to give up on the ARM acquisition. So totally do you remember? Something. Huh? I totally dropped something and I don't know where it went. So back a few ahead, months ago, NVIDIA was preparing to spend $40 billion to purchase the ARM, the, the chip designer called ARM. Uh, big deal. A lot, of, a lot of ruckus was happening because of this. Uh, the deal was faced with intense scrutiny from regulators and vocal opposition from rivals. 
forcing NVIDIA to adjust its original time frame for the purchase. Now, Bloomberg says NVIDIA is telling partners it doesn't expect the deal to go through at all, while ARM's current owner, SoftBank, is reportedly stepping up preparations to take ARM public via initial public offering, which would be an alternative way to profit profitability. What? Hip hop anonymous. Profitability. Profitably. Profitably. Wow. I can't speak today. Jeez. Dying. I need another coffee. Uh, Rid itself of the firm. Both NVIDIA and SoftBank remain publicly committed to the deal. And Bloomberg notes that no final decisions have been made. But such rumors are not surprising given it's long been clear geopolitical headwinds and have been blowing hard against the acquisition. Hmm. That would have been like a monopoly there. Owning ARM. Like... Arm's a big thing. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting article talking about NVIDIA possibly not being able to go through with their $40 billion deal. NVIDIA needs to do something. Like, give us a new shield. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know NVIDIA's been on the news every now and then. They pop in that they're doing something. So... Yeah, I, I I hope they, I don't know. I hope they figure it out. Whatever they're doing, they're obviously trying to figure something out and they need to figure, I hope they're not, you know what? I hope they're not going through bankruptcy. Who? NVIDIA. Hell no, they're not. NVIDIA was not going through no bankruptcy. They are well, not. Not the company as a whole, but like they got rid of their chip to Nintendo, the Tegra. Well, that's because like, they're focusing on other things. That Tegra chip hasn't, nothing's been happened. They didn't, they've had the chips in 2015, but it didn't, they didn't, did nothing with it. Nothing. So they profited off of getting it, giving it to Nintendo. But that's the thing when, when, if you're making stuff and you're not profiting off of something, like they're putting those Tegra chips on Nvidia, if they're they getting rid of it, of it, if they're getting rid of it, saying like, we don't need this no more, or we don't want this no more, or let's just sell it to make some money somewhere. When they're trying to sell, like typically when the company's trying to sell something and, you know, they obviously need money, but for what? Are, are they needing money to purchase ARM or to do something with somebody else? Or are they just closing a, like, you know, Microsoft went through this thing where they, they closed the whole indie department and then, op- and then later on opened up their own exclusive department. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like these, these little departments within a company always comes and goes where they just say hey we're going to close something and reopen something else or open something else so i wonder what nvidia is doing because it's it seems like they've kind of been yes we're getting these these graphics cards and 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 yes we've talked about nvidia shield that they haven't really done much with it it almost seems like they're not that they've given up with the shield but that they're done with the shield and maybe closing that chapter i don't know but it 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 it's just something something just doesn't feel right with nvidia i don't know what it is but something just doesn't feel right so to me nvidia is involved in a lot of things that have to do with artificial intelligence mm-hmm. um, when we look at how big the ev market is i think that they need to allocate more money into more 
artificial intelligence, when it comes to, you know, assisted driving and self-driving, when it comes to all these other companies, they, in the past, maybe they were just working with Tesla because Tesla was one of the first ones that was working on assisted driving. But now every single company under the sun is working with assisted driving and artificial driving. And a lot of those, I guess, companies that are in the software phase or the artificial intelligence phase of uh, assisted driving, um, it's it's NVIDIA. And the, there's only two companies I really know about. There's NVIDIA and there's BlackBerry. I don't know if there's other companies in this field, but the field is way too big to really have one company do it all. Even two companies. Like everyone's fighting for a new generation of technology that's going to affect the way our society works when it comes to transportation. So the development phase, there's always a lot of money that's spent in the development phase. And I think that there needs to be more money, at least from a business perspective, that needs to be kind of pushed in that direction. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, lots of conversations. I know with PS5, Xbox Series X, the only guy that we left out was Nintendo because we have no idea what they're doing um nintendo is you know they got their switch i know they had that oled screen that came out which was big whoop de whoop um but who knows if they're gonna have a new console it's already been a year and a half ish uh where the new consoles have come out and nintendo typically waits one or two years after so are we in for a new one this year we don't know as soon as we find out we will be talking about it though. So let us know what you guys think. Um, let us know what you guys think. Have you guys found any kind of epic game or like a epic experience that you're just like, this thing is awesome. Like I have within, within the PlayStation um, with Xbox, with any gaming console, really anything that you guys are just like, Hey, this is great. Check it out. Um, yeah. Anything you got to say before we get the hell out of here? You want to say, guys, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Beyond the Streams. Uh, wherever you guys are listening to us from, uh, make sure you leave us a review so other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy. If you're looking to be a part of the conversation, a part of the community, make sure you check out the live streams that happen every Thursday around 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on the YouTube channel Beyond the Streams. Uh, you never know who we're going to have on. We've had conversations with other creators and CEOs from companies of uh, products that you probably do own and use maybe on a daily basis. So make sure you come over, you have those notifications turned on and you are subscribed to the Beyond the Streams YouTube channel as well as the BS Clips channel where you'll find nice little bite-sized clips of the conversations that we have. So we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.